Hello, listeners, and welcome to Baby Brain. I'm Samantha Hugela, your host. With me today is Janika DeMonico. She's a licensed occupational therapist and a lactation counselor. She's going to share with us a little bit about not only her personal connection with PMADS, but what a day in the life and of being an occupational therapist connected to PMADS is and what kind of support they may find using an occupational therapist. Welcome, Janika. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about your own personal connection to PMADS? About nine years ago, I had a miscarriage as we were starting to try to have children. And it was pretty devastating to my husband and I, and I ended up um, getting a diagnosis of adjustment disorder, which is basically you're having a hard time living your life after something hard has happened. Then immediately got pregnant again. I was seeing a therapist throughout that pregnancy I had a pretty traumatic birth with my first child and we ended up in the NICU. And in retrospect, I feel like I probably could have sought more or had more support offered to me because although I was seeing a therapist, she wasn't experienced in PMADS. And I think a lot of things fell through the cracks from that experience. With my second pregnancy, I had a very rare pregnancy illness called cholestasis. And that changed my whole birth plan, my whole birth team. And that was mentally hard for me, that experience. Again, I didn't get, I think the mental health support that I needed at that time. And two months after I had gave birth to that baby, uh, my grandmother, who is also an occupational therapist passed away. And so that was a whole year of just feeling sad because I missed her. And I was in that early postpartum period where having those big life stressors can really change your whole postpartum experience. I also had a fairly close friend who experienced postpartum psychosis a year after giving birth to twins, just watching her go through that experience and being a friend that understood mental health and was able to talk to their family about what mental health meant and what she was going through. I could see the things that happened in that first year that contributed to her experience. I've listened to other friends and other struggles where I feel like there's just more support needed for moms in general on the mental health piece of maternal health. I know we aren't talking necessarily about your story today, but did you ultimately end up receiving care that was PMAD? And when we say PMAD, we're talking about perinatal mood and anxiety disorder specific. Um, No, I did not. Part of that is on me as um, working in mental health and feeling like I could handle it myself. I have done a lot of general therapy work, but not specifically PMAD. Tell us a little bit about your connection to PPSM. I talked about that pregnancy where I had cholestasis. And in that moment where I couldn't do anything because I was so fatigued and everything was changing in my life, um, I realized that the things that I needed, feeling successful in my day-to-day life while managing a chronic illness of pregnancy was something that occupational therapists give to other people managing complicated health situations. And I was like, wait a minute, moms need OTs. And then I went through that year with my grandmother passing away. That idea, I just kept coming back to that idea of supporting moms in the perinatal period. I don't know the exact moment because I know that I was aware that PPSM existed, but I eventually reached out to Maureen Campion and asked if I could join the supervisory lunch that she was having in her clinic 
four other therapists talking about um, clients with perinatal uh, mental health needs. And just so that I could listen to the stories and see like, is this something that I want to get into? And I was fully embraced by the therapist there. And I felt really supported with that. And I took the um, PSI training and just ended up getting more and more involved in the networking and community work that PPSM does. I eventually was the editor for two years of the newsletter. And that was a really fun and learning and knowing the ins and out of running a volunteer nonprofit and communicating with all the different pieces of what PPSM does in Minnesota. That's really exciting. And thank you so much for your volunteerism and dedication and time to PPSM. What's been your biggest struggle or favorite part of being a mom? My biggest struggle with being a mom is just seeing how much our society is pulled away from supports of moms and trying to balance that self-sacrifice that you do do as a mother with feeling like the messages that moms get to sacrifice themselves is too much. And so finding that happy medium of being able to be mom and still have an identity outside of that role, it's a balance and it can feel like a struggle sometimes. My favorite piece of being a mom is getting to bring all of my unique knowledge and experience from my own life to my kids and getting to show them what I really enjoy about life and support them in their own adventures and exploration and journey. Seeing that pride and joy when they accomplish something, I think that's probably kind of the OT teacher side in me of like, getting to see them gain their independence as they grow up. Getting to see them blossom as people. Yes. Yes. How does occupational therapy address mental health rehabilitation or can make that connection for me with mental health and occupational therapy? I think we have a preconceived idea that occupational therapy is like helping people use eating tools or something that's all physical. So what's that connection with mental health? Yeah. So occupational therapy actually started in mental health as a form of treatment of having people do meaningful occupations as a way to heal back in the early 1900s. And the way I use occupational therapy in mental health is when I'm looking at all the things that somebody has to do in their day, there's a mental piece to everything that you do and includes how you process and plan what you're going to do, but also the things that you say to yourself as you're going through your activities throughout the day. And so when I'm working with someone, I'm thinking about, do they need more cognitive support with planning and processing and organizing themselves? Or do they need more coping with the stresses that come into their life that might be pleasant or unexpected? And with that coping piece, I bring in a lot of the sensory processing that I've learned through OT and pediatric work that I've done of how the body perceives their daily activities and what in the environment might be contributing to that stress or how their body can be used to cope. The way I think as an OT is like a math equation of looking at the person and how they do an activity and the environment that they do it in. And that includes the physical components and the mental components of everything that they do. What would a typical session of OT look like with you? 
So we'll start with a connection of just what has happened since I last saw them. What are the things that they're struggling with? What are the wins or how they're working towards their goals that we've established? Then based on that check-in, we will do some exercises, activities, or even a whole occupation such as cooking, I've gone to the grocery store with moms to help them navigate that environment with the new baby or multiple children. And then we'll end with kind of a review of where we are, what our goals are and homework is for the next time I see them. Are your services covered under insurance? Yes. I contract with a company called Evolve Well OT. I may not get all of them, but we can bill straight MA, Blue Cross Blue Shield, you care, I want to say preferred one, I believe. We're always working on new contracts with different insurance. What does a typical client for your work, Mom Plus Me, look like? Most often I've seen moms um, within the first couple months of having a baby, though I have seen moms three to five years postpartum, and I've seen a couple moms who have adult children but connect some of their struggles with when they became a mom, um, specifically around pelvic health and pain management, pain that they've been carrying since they had children. But I would say an anxious or depressed mom who feels like they just can't handle day-to-day stuff with a new baby, or they're worried about what life is going to be like with a new baby and how do they take care of themselves. I heard you say something about pelvic floor. Do you do pelvic floor rehabilitation with moms too? I do have some pelvic floor education. I like to keep it connected to the mental health piece because I see how mental health is connected to pelvic floor health. So I don't see just pelvic floor clients. If someone is looking for someone who looks at pelvises every day and that's all they're doing, I have a list of people I refer out to, or if I feel like a client has more complications than I feel I can address, but I do do general pelvic floor education, breathing and exercises, things around toileting, um, intimacy, uh, those topics I do address as part of kind of a holistic way of addressing the client. Would somebody who was having libido issues then wrapped in part of the depression and anxiety be an appropriate referral? Yes, I would address general pelvic floor education, talk about pain, talk about intimacy, and we could investigate different ways of how intimacy is happening. Occupational therapy has that ability to look at the person and what they're doing in the environment they're doing in it doing it in. Um, And we do that for clients with other chronic illness, such as spinal cord injury or brain injury. We would address sex and intimacy as part of that. What are the things that you're most passionate about in working with new moms? I'm most passionate about helping moms be the mom that they want to be and kind of pick apart what stories are going through their head when they're doing their everyday things that might be barriers to how they want to be and how they want to take care of themselves and their children. I do a lot of value-based direction in how we do activities. Is this an activity that you really value or is there a different way you might want to do it? One of the questions that I might ask a client. 
What are some of the things happening in the future for mom plus me? So I have three kiddos. My oldest is seven. My youngest is three and they're all be in school next year. So I will be expanding hours, which I am excited about. And for anyone not interested in going through insurance or maybe hearing this in a different space, I also offer online coaching called motherhood flow, which brings in some energy pieces, but I also bring in the Vegas nerve decompression exercises that I use with my OT clients. Any advice for people who might be thinking occupational therapy could be a part of their treatment? When you're investigating occupational therapy as part of your treatment, you may get some questions as to how this might be connected, especially if you're looking for more support in mental health. There are OTs out there who are doing this work all over the country, and there are more and more every day. I get students asking me what I'm doing and how they can get into this field. If you're looking at occupational therapy as a support for PMADS, I think occupational therapy pairs very well with a mental health counseling talk therapy because we can help you do the things that you talk about in therapies and really practice those skills in your real life, real time situation. So I love pairing with therapists and seeing what they're doing. And helping them bring those skills into the home, into the community, working with their children and their partner. I think it's just a really great support. How would somebody get connected to you to receive those therapy services? Yeah, you can look at my website, www.momplusme.com. And through there, you can message me or you can book a session through there. All the information is on the site about getting a referral or a doctor order if that's needed. Thank you so much for your time. For more information about Janika, see the description in the podcast below. Also, we'll be linked her website so you can reach out and connect with her.